Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Boy, Pastor Lindsay doesn't even know what my message is this week, <clears throat> but really tapped into the flow already of what I feel the Lord is saying for this Sunday. And um, I'll also remind you this. You know, one of the scriptures that David said in Psalms, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, it's time to go to the house of the Lord. And in case you haven't heard, we've been announcing it a little bit here and there, but in case you did not know, this Friday, May 22nd at seven o'clock is our first gathering together again with an identical service on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, May 24th, next Sunday. So we are, we're coming back together. We know that some of you, maybe you're not ready yet. That's okay. We're gonna, we're gonna prove to you um, just all of our new things for safety. We value your life. We value your opinion, but do not be afraid. And when you're ready, run back to church because we're gonna have the power of God we're gonna have a Holy Ghost party, not gonna, be, not gonna be any touching, not gonna be holding hands, not gonna be getting closer than six feet except with your own family in your own space, but we are going to connect with the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Someone needs to say amen. <clears throat> Today's message is called Silver Linings. Silver Linings. I'm gonna to read to you from probably my favorite chapter, and I say these things all the time, my favorite chapter in the New Testament of the whole Bible, I have a bunch of them, but one of my favorites is Romans chapter eight that begins with, there's now therefore no condemnation for those in Christ and finishes with, and no one can take you or separate you from the love of God that is in Christ. But in the middle there, in verse 26 of Romans chapter eight, the Bible says this. Likewise, the Holy Spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings or sounds which cannot be uttered. It's not always in your natural language. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. We say around here that the praying in the Spirit is praying the best possible prayer because you're always praying in the will of God. And verse 28 says, <clears throat> pardon me, and there's a connection here between the thought about praying in the Spirit and being led by the Spirit in our prayers and intercession and verse 28, because there's a conjunction there. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? And, and connects the previous thought to the next thought. So the Spirit helps our weaknesses and makes intercession for us in the perfect prayer, and, verse 28, we know, everybody say, we know. I'm gonna give you a second to say it at home, out loud, we know. We know, not wish, not hope, not think, not hope for the best. We know that all things, there it is, all things, say all things, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. A couple of verses down, verse 31. What then shall we say 
Remember, faith is believing and speaking. What should we say to these things? If God is for us, who can possibly be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with Jesus also freely give us all things? What all things? The all things that are working together for good. Finally, I want to weave in 1 John chapter 5, <clears throat> great verse of scripture. 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. I love this because it's a Nike verse. The New Testament Greek word here, it reads like this in the Greek. For whatever is born of God, Nike's the world. And this is the Nike that Nike's the world, our faith. Overcoming victory, the word Nike. I hope you're a Nike Christian no matter what brand of sports apparel you wear. I hope you're a Nike Christian with overcoming faith. Let's pray together one more time. God, open the eyes of our heart. Let us see what you want us to see. <clears throat> believe what you want us to believe and change what you want us to change in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. This whole month we're talking about faith, the faith of our fathers, the faith that's been handed down from generation to generation. Next week I hope to tell a couple more stories of some of the uh, great men of God that are behind me and some of our connection to some of those that that, that we had a personal relationship with, and we're gonna to get to talk a little bit about some of those stories the next couple of weeks as we finish May and actually have you back in the room. Uh, I'm about to explode right now uh, out of my shoes because I'm so excited to see you this coming week. Um, last week, we talked about true colors. Faith is about what's working in your heart and what's coming out of your mouth. Both, they work together, believing and speaking. Faith comes by hearing the rhema of God, his now word to you, then aligning yourself with his word, framing your world. I think I said last week, I was talking about thermometers and thermostats. I think I messed up the whole thing uh, when I watched it back. But thermometers measure uh, the temperature, but thermostats, they set the temperature. And you and I are called to set our faith, to set our faith, to set our temperature of where we're going and not what we already are. Anybody can look out the window and say, oh, it's raining. But God's people have to say, yes, but the sun will rise again tomorrow and our God reigns. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the rhema of God. We have to align ourselves because it frames our world. Is your world shrinking? You better watch your language. Is your world messed up right now? It may be because you jumped into everything on the news and everything that's trying to make your world smaller and to make you depressed and doubtful and you're missing out on some things because of it. Have you ever heard someone say talk is cheap? Um, it's not true. It's like years ago when we were gonna build the building out on the side Preliminarily, we, uh, we put dirt over here. We're probably gonna use it in the legacy building. And some of you are wondering, what's gonna happen with the legacy building with all the coronavirus stuff? <laughs> I'm glad you asked because it's still going forward. We're still working on all the financial stuff that needs to go to the banks. And we are 
we're working on all the things behind the scenes. It takes a lot of behind the scenes stuff to get ready. I'm telling you, we are going forward. That's what God's speaking to my heart. We're going forward. I said to you before, I don't know when it's gonna come up. I don't have a date. I don't have a date certain. I was hoping, we were hoping, we were expecting during our uh, anniversary celebration a few weeks ago that we would have, um, you know, we would be having a groundbreaking then. But you know what? I trust God. But when we were gonna build that building, we put in 200 truckloads of fill dirt, clean fill dirt that are over there that we're gonna use for the legacy building. Each truckload, even back then and still to this day, I understand costs about $1,000. We have $200,000 worth of dirt in, on this property toward the new building. Don't let anybody ever say the phrase dirt cheap because real clean fill dirt ain't cheap. And neither is talk. Talk isn't cheap, it's not true. In fact, I'll say it this way. <clears throat> your words are the most important and expensive part of your life, whether you realize it or not. You're gonna run negative people, we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but boy, I'll tell you what, it's a tough thing if you work with somebody that's constantly um, going through problems and having situations where they're, where, where they're speaking death instead of life. Proverbs 18.21 from God's Word translation said this way, the tongue has the power of life and death. That's not just the Christian tongue or the Christ follower tongue, the, the, the believer tongue. That's every tongue. But how much more in us? The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love to talk will have to eat their own words. And that is amazing. What a great translation of that verse. In other words, watch your language. You ever been around people that talk about their problems and struggles so much that they actually begin to expect them? They begin to align themselves and expect all the bad stuff to happen. I had a friend years ago, an older gentleman, who actually got me my job in the insurance business back in 1983. Uh, he's passed on now, he and his wife are in heaven. But this friend of mine, Ed Munson, was a really good man. I can say his name because he was a great guy. But um, he always had bad luck. He, it was like the misadventures of Ed Munson. And, but the, here's the thing, every time you talk to Ed Munson, uh, you say, you ever been around people where the, it's a loaded question to say something like, how are you? Every time I mentioned, every time I said to, to Ed Munson in the years I worked with him and the years I went to church with him, Ed, how are you? I always regretted it because Ed always said, well, you won't believe it. I had this happen, this happened, this happened. My last conversation with Ed back in the, probably the late 80s, I said, Ed, I haven't seen you in a while. How are you? And this is the God's honest truth. Ed said, well, you won't believe what happened to me. He said, uh, you know that freezer in Publix where they, you know, this is before they had the open doors with, you know, before the ice cream freezers like we have now, they had these freezers where you had to kind of open them and slide them over and lean into the box. He goes, well, you know that ice cream freezer at Publix? I said, yeah. He says, you know how they put some of the ice cream all the way in the back? I said, yeah. He said, well, I just was leaning over there the other day and pop, 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 three ribs broke, leaning into the ice cream case at Publix. And he said, and then I fell backwards and I hurt my leg. And every time I talked to Ed, including the last time, my last conversation, all he could tell me was he was expecting bad things and bad things, sure enough, they happened. There are people maybe in your world 
And you hear them talk all the time. Now, I'm not saying this, but then they say it. Well, I don't mean this, but here's what they say. They're actually aligning their heart and their mouth and the direction that they're moving with the plans of darkness and certainly not the plans of God. How do we know that? Because our God said that he's given us the prophetic power to, to create and frame the worlds around us by our words. We speak life or we speak death. It's in the power of your tongue. Which do you want? You have the choice. You gotta watch those things. How are you shouldn't be a loaded question. You have to train your spirit to look for God's silver lining. Ever heard that phrase? Remember that? That's not a Christian, it's not a Bible scripture, but it should be. Every cloud has a silver lining. Even coronavirus has a silver lining. Psalm 37, 23 from the Amplified says this. The steps of a good man or a good woman are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way and, and God busies himself with his every step. You know that promise is that God will make sure that you're always at the right place at the right time? That's amazing. If you are in faith, if you're trusting God, then you've got to believe that if there's something wrong with that airplane, you're not gonna get on that airplane. That if something's going on in your life, there's a reason. My wife and I have taken to the place where I hate traffic and I hate traffic delays. But in situations where we just can't help ourselves, I said, well, there must be something up there. And many times we've gotten down the road and found there was an accident or something that we may have been headed toward until that roadblock or that slowdown or that person hogging the left lane. Anyway, that's another part. Anyway, um, understand the promise of God is he wants to make sure you get where you're supposed to be. Long-term and short-term. Pastor Mark Batterson tells a story uh, in one of my, uh, the books that I love that he wrote called uh, Chase the Lion. He tells a story of a young man in Washington, D.C., who had a few too many drinks a few years ago one night and wound up in a bad part of town in Georgetown at 2 a.m. alone and drunk and unsure how he's gonna get home. When suddenly a passing taxi stopped and picked him up, he didn't have to hail the cab, it just stopped. <clears throat> and the driver said, when the young man got in, you were doing something you shouldn't have been doing tonight, weren't you? And that young man felt <laughs> sobered up immediately. There was something like, wow. And, and the cab driver said, I never drive in this area of town, but I felt like the Lord told me and put in my heart tonight to turn down this street because there's someone that he needed to talk to. As he drove him home, that spirit-filled Christian cab driver with that prophetic anointing in his heart told that young man that God had a plan and a purpose for his life and that he needed to find a church right away. That young man, the very next day, found National Community Church, Pastor Mark Batterson's church. He gave his heart to the Lord. He got involved. He started going on missions trips to Zambia and other places. And it was in that place he met the love of his life and married her and started to have children and started to build a life. He became a leader in that body. But you know what's interesting? What if that man had never turned down that road? What if that cab driver hadn't been on that, on that route that night and felt that unction of God to turn down that road? Or what if he said, no, I don't go down that road? 
because it's dark and this is 2 a.m. and I don't do that one. But he followed the unction of the Holy Spirit and a whole series of things that changed that young man's life. And now children that might never have been born, destiny that might never have been reached because that man chose to listen to a cab driver. My friends, life is a game of inches. Whether you realize it or not, what if, what if other places in your life, what if you hadn't been obedient to, to come to church when God said, or to sow that seed when God gave you the unction? Right now, we've got another, uh, this whole month, we've got videos of different friends and, and, and relationships and pastors and people that went to our Bible school and church members. We're just so blessed to be your pastors. And right now, we want to say hello to Pastor Robert and Stacey Gay of High Praise Worship Center in Panama City, Florida. Dear friends of ours, have a little greeting for our 30th anniversary. Praise the Lord. Happy anniversary now, church. Congratulations. Uh, Pastor Richard and Gail, Aaron Chief, we love you so much. We so treasure the relationship that we have with you. And praise God, it's just wonderful to see what God has done in the Ocala area and the Ocala region. And we're so thankful that we've been able to be a part um, of your ministry and of your church literally since 19. 
great, great harvest. You may have seen a little bit, but your greatest days are yet ahead. You know, we're excited about what God has done, but we're even more excited about the future. We're more excited about what God holds for us and all the accomplishments that have been done in the past. Wonderful. But I'm telling you, your greatest days, greatest days are yet ahead. We love you. We bless you. We congratulate you and for your ministry. Now, 30 years uh, young, shall we say, and uh, it's going to be wonderful. I'm so glad that we have a relationship with you and all folks there at Mount Church. God bless you, and y'all have a wonderful, wonderful time of celebration. Thank the Lord for faithful friends like Pastor Robert and Stacey Yay. 28 years we've been in relationship and just love those guys so much. What a tremendous thing to, to be able to see that. And I received that word that our best days are ahead of us. And I believe it. I really do. I believe it. Uh, and, and I receive it. Uh, in the text we see today that the connection, there's a connection in Romans 8 between praying in the Holy Spirit and knowing that God is working out every situation and circumstance for your good or for your best, actually. If you're a sold-out, spirit-empowered child of God, you have to trust that God is moving on your behalf right now. He is working out things behind the scenes. We, we sing a song around here about, you know, it's not, it doesn't matter what I see, I know what God is doing. I, it doesn't matter what I feel. It's not about all those things. We're trusting in the word of God. And that word has been around for a long time. It's been around since eternity, the Bible says. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And if you're sold out to God, you can know that God is working some things for your good. In fact, his God's, God's working together for good is right around you. You might not see it today. You might not know it. You might not even recognize it. But God's working together for good is right around you. It may be invisible, but you gotta begin to look for it. It's somewhere. It's in the room, or it's at the office, or it's in your heart. It's in the declaration. It's something in you that you gotta speak out and begin to prophesy. I was saying to my wife, and this is the truth, I have had more meaningful connection with other pastors in the body of Christ, both locally, nationally, and internationally in the past nine weeks than I have had in the last 20 years combined. Now that's saying something because I'm not an isolation guy. I'm a guy connected to the kingdom, connected to the body of Christ, and I have great friends and people around the world that I'm so thankful for. But I'm telling you, the last this last season, I've made new friends in Ocala. I've made new friends uh, in other states and other nations, and I'm so thankful because that's the wealth. That's the grace. That's the power of God. Also, I saw a music video the other day. Someone emailed it to me that included worship leaders from 85 different churches in Orlando singing that song that we sing here, The Blessing, Carrie Job, uh, that, the, the Blessing song. It's so powerful. When I saw those 85 churches connected through distance, I mean, there were Presbyterian churches. There were Methodist churches. It wasn't just like our flavor or our branch. There were all kinds of churches and the worship leaders all from all over the land, 85 different churches all over the place from every different stream singing one song. And I thought, dear God, something is happening because that kind of thing maybe a year ago or before 
challenges, before adversity. Sometimes we, we, we just, we get isolated, we get cut off and we get maybe jealous or upset or just concerned. Somebody's gonna take our turf or whatever. Or maybe because they believe differently than we do about certain doctrines. But you know, when you're going through adversity, none of that stuff matters, does it? In your home, I hope you're building unity. I hope you're building a new life founded in Christ, but growing in your relationship, in your marriage, with your children, and with your grandchildren, if you're so fortunate. It's an amazing time to be alive. It's an opportunity for us to see God. He is turning those things. Those things are turning right now. Great things are happening. Great things. He's working all things together for good. He's working those things together. Are you looking? Are you watching? Are you recognizing what he's doing? Because if you're just listening, if you're just feeding yourself on coronavirus negative news, then you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna get messed up and you're gonna get sidetracked and you're gonna get so confused with everything that's being said and all the opinions of man. Can I tell you, I've said it for a long time, opinions are like armpits. Everybody's got two of them and usually they both stink. If you're gonna listen to the opinions of man, you're gonna be very confused when you get in this book, you can hear the opinion of God. God wants to do great things, but we limit God because we don't see it. We don't look for it. I'm telling you, in this time, I have been focusing my heart. God, show me the good. Show me the greater good. Show me what you're doing, because <clears throat> I want to see it. And God said this, see it with the eye of faith. See it with the eye of faith. Faith sees the invisible realm and grabs a hold of the promise of the word. See it with the eye of faith. Ask the Lord to open your eyes if you can't see it. Ephesians 1 says, says this, Paul said, I'm praying for you that God would grant you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of, of revelation, the eyes of your understanding being, being enlightened, that you actually can begin to develop in your spirit, in your inner man, a vision or a picture or an illustration in your heart of what God is actually doing, what he's trying to show you what he's trying to say to you through his holy and powerful word. God, open the eyes of our heart. That should be our prayer. Open the eyes that I can see what you're actually doing, even though in the invisible realm. I was thinking of the Old Testament story of Elisha. The evil king of Israel sends troops to arrest him and probably to kill him. And they find him at night. They find his encampment at night and they surround him completely in the nighttime. And they put troops around ready to bring him back to the king to cut off his head. Early in the morning, Elisha's personal assistant went outside, the scripture says, outside his tent, and he saw those horses, and he saw those chariots surrounding them, soldiers with weapons, and fear gripped him, like it would you, like it would me. Fear gripped him. And he ran back to Elisha in a panic into Elisha's tent and he said, Master, what are we gonna do? We're surrounded. And the scripture says this, 2 Kings 6, 16. So Elisha answered him, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see, see the reality. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, that's revelation, revelation, illumination. He sees what God is doing. 
And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Revelation knowledge comes from the word. The Bible says this, the entrance of God's word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Hello, we we just sing a song. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When you get the word inside of you, God can light it up. That's the fuel. That's the fuel that burns the oil that makes you see what you could not see before. And God opened the eyes of that young man and he saw that their armies that were right around them, around Elisha, that were gonna protect them from the king's army were more and greater and supernatural. They were, they were not just chariots with weapons. They were chariots with fire. And those guys could not touch Elisha. They couldn't do anything. They were powerless because those who were for us and with us are more than those who are with them. Who's them? Outsiders or viruses or sicknesses or diseases or the lies of darkness. I want you to know as we close today that God is strategically positioning you for your future. He is strategically preparing, or I should I say repositioning, recalibrating, like PL said. Your best days are just ahead of you. You gotta believe it. Thank God prophets and apostles like uh, Pastor Robert and Stacy have been saying that over us for our 30th anniversary. But I, don't, I think they're not just saying words because that's what God's already saying to me. Our best days are just ahead of us. It doesn't matter. Worldwide pandemic, pa, has no power over our God. You are, are no, that stuff is nothing um, because you are in the hands of a good God and he is writing your chapters and your stories of overcoming faith. God is writing the things that you'll tell your grandchildren about one day, even if you don't have grandchildren yet, like I do. God is giving you some stories. One day, your kids and grandkids and future generations are gonna say, how did you make it through the Great Recession in 2008? How did you make it through the global pandemic of Corona, COVID in 2020? God is preparing your story. But let me ask you this, when he's writing it, how are you responding to it? Your testimony is being shaped to inspire others. And your children's memories of this time are being formed by your reaction. How are you coping? How are you dealing? And more than that, how are you conquering through the power of Jesus' name, through the power of his precious sinless blood, through the grace of God that gives us favor in times like these. I said to you on March 1st that the greatest pandemic is fear and not the virus. And I'm telling you, that is proven to be true. There are silver linings everywhere, even if you can't see them yet in the natural. But may God open the eyes of faith. May God open the eyes of your understanding. Because my friends, if God is for us, who can stand a chance against us? Nobody, nothing. He is truly working everything for your good, for your future, if you focus on two things. Number one, love God. The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. 
Love God. Love God. This promise is conditional. Love God. And finally, know that you're called according to his purpose. Don't think it. Don't, don't just get it up here. <clears throat> you are called according to God's purpose. His hand is on your life. There's a destiny for you. There's a plan for you. This, this thing that's going on this year is affecting a lot of things for a whole lot of months, but it's not forever. The devil's a liar. And it's not gonna stop you from fulfilling your destiny, your calling, and your purpose. And it's not gonna stop God from taking everything that's happening and refashioning it and working it together where you're gonna come out on top. I'm believing God that young couples that have been believing to buy a new home, maybe you just weren't ready for it before. I'm believing through this, God is repositioning you to build a house or buy your first house. I'm believing God. Listen, all these things are working together for good. I don't know how. I'm just telling you, I see it as clear as I know my name, that you're about to see some things break loose for your business, in your relationships, on your job, in promotions, in bonuses and benefits. And this thing, we are gonna come up, we're gonna come out. You need to stop thinking about what you've lost and start focusing on what you found, that Jesus is real, that his word is true, and that his word never fails. I'm gonna pray for you right now. Are you struggling? You've been the negative Nelly. You've been the one out there. Oh, I can't believe how bad it is. Oh, I'm so tired of this. I'm sick and tired. You know what? If you're sick and tired, it's because you're sick and tired. And you're confessing it over and over again. You know what I'm sick and tired of? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Let's rise up. The word for, for my life this year is arise. Let's rise up. Let's reach out. Let's begin to see our purpose, our calling again, our destiny and let's focus on loving God. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break every evil assignment off of every home, every couple, every marriage, every family, every single mom, every single person. We break every evil assignment of fear off of our seniors and people that are feeling at risk in this moment. We declare that they are at peace in this moment and they are surrounded. They are surrounded. It may not look like it, but Lord, we trust in your word. We are surrounded by you. I urge you today, open your heart. Surrender your heart to Jesus. Give it to him. Let him be Lord and partner with you. Senior partner in your business, on your job, and in the next season of your life. Because our God is victorious and we are overcoming by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony through faith. Be blessed. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you 